Welcome to Gavin M's How to English podcast. It's all about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions stated are personal and references will be given when necessary. Hello, Gav. Hi, Em. Are you ready? I certainly am ready for episode four, season four of Gavin M's How to English podcast. And the topic is worksheets. I love a good worksheet, me. I must confess that I do whip them out from time to time, although I do spend a lot of time telling stories, having conversations, generally creating an environment of speaking, listening, questioning in my lessons. There are times when I must say I do whip out a worksheet. So what you're saying, Gav, is it's a bit of a mixed bag in your class. Because I distinctly remember you saying about students' eyes rolling when you whip out worksheets, especially the gap fill thing. So what does it depend on? It depends on the student's mood. And your mood, maybe? Possibly, yes. But there are times when I know my student wants to get down with some grammar, vocabulary, a good gap fill, a matching exercise, maybe read a task, maybe do some listening, maybe watch a video. But they definitely want to be engaged and possibly not just speaking all the time. Mm. I think worksheets have a really important place in our lessons. And I find a worksheet a good way of grounding a lesson, having some kind of focal point that you can refer back to, but the freedom is still there that you can go away. But it really is nice to come back to something. It's the physical embodiment of the language that you're trying to focus on and you want your students' attention. You can physically, or in a PDF version online, where you can have an object that you're really looking at and you're saying, okay, here is an activity. I want you to deep dive in this activity. And when you're ready, come back to me and give me some of your answers. This week, Gav, we're lucky enough to have Tobin and Kay from Quick and Easy English featuring on our show. Well, that is very lucky and quite a coincidence because the topic of this week is worksheets, resources. And I know Tobin and Kay have their own website that provides these services. Let me tell you a little more, Em. Quick and Easy English is a website for busy teachers with practical and easy-to-use resources. The website is searchable and uses keywords to help you find the materials you're looking for. Each worksheet comes with the CEF level of difficulty and range from A1, beginner, to advanced. The resources cover all the language skills from speaking, listening, to reading and writing in a fun and interesting way. What else, Em? Most of the worksheets come with recordings for listening practice, plus the website can recommend other related materials available. New worksheets are published every week on the site and you can leave feedback to tell the team at Quick and Easy English just how much you enjoyed using the materials in your class. Em, as we also like to use worksheets in our class from time to time, I thought we could do this week's show as a kind of worksheet-based listening and speaking activity where the followers can download the worksheet in the show notes and do the activities while listening to our guests. What do you think? That sounds amazing. So you mean you've worksheetized this entire episode? I have created a worksheet that encompasses all 
of today's topic. I love that. That is genius. Thanks, Em. Em, I want you to begin by downloading the worksheet in the show notes for today's show. And when you're ready, I want you to start the first activity. Right, Gav, I'm going to the show notes now. I'm clicking on download. Okay, opening the worksheet in my PDF reader. What I can see looks very interesting. The title of the worksheet is Worksheets with How to English. Very informative. And number one is a speaking activity. There are three questions to discuss, and I'm hoping you're going to discuss them with me, Gav. Yes, I will be your discussion partner today, M. Question A is, what's a worksheet? Good place to start. What's a worksheet, Gav? It's a document. It's maybe an article with some questions. I hope it's got some pictures because I love pictures, to be honest. But maybe it doesn't. It could have some matching exercises, gap fills, probably a orientation activity at the beginning, maybe a general question to get you thinking about the topic and then goes into more specific questions as you get further through the worksheet. Mm, what you said, definitely. It's it's a either a real document or it could be a virtual document like a PDF, but it's definitely something you can look at and read and there are exercises on it, different activities. Practicing all the skills. Yeah. And it's something you can write on. I think it's something you can edit. If it's on a computer, it's editable. So you have a way of recording information on it with some questions and answers, but you get to have a record of something at the end. You can take that piece of paper away or the PDF you can store somewhere very safe in your English lessons document folder and you've got a record of the lesson that you can go back to and check that you remember all the things that you practiced in the lesson. Yeah, and I think it's important to say it's something you don't know. You can learn something. It's educational. So question B is why do teachers and students need them? I definitely need them if I can start with this. I really like to have a theme and I think a worksheet definitely does that for you. It creates the theme and it's there. It's very logical. It guides the students through the lesson very well. It can be quite traditional, but not always. And I like to go away from the worksheet, but it is nice to have something there to reference, as I said before. Definitely. I think that flow is quite important where you can see there's a logical progression through the worksheet. Also, the first time you look at the worksheet, you should immediately know what the task is, how to complete the task. It shouldn't be so complicated that you have to spend too much time understanding the task in order to do the task. Mm, which actually leads us naturally progressing to question C. What makes a good or bad worksheet? And I agree with you there, Gav. It definitely is that natural progression that you're moving forward. It's not a struggle. And I think a good worksheet does that. Definitely. You should have some repetition in there too. So in the first task, maybe you see some of the language will repeat in the second task. And then perhaps in the third task, this might be a freer activity where you then get to experiment with the new language. Absolutely. Em, can you break down the stages of a typical worksheet for us? I would say there is a warmer, usually at the beginning just to get students in the mood for the topic. So it can be some kind of conversation-based activity like we're doing now, Gav. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. 
And then it would maybe go into some vocabulary or grammar, such as tenses. So there might be a matching exercise to introduce the new language before the students hear it or see it. And then I think that would naturally go into a gist task, which could be a listening exercise or a reading exercise where the students are exposed to the language in a general way. And then it's a more specific task after that, maybe a bit more analysis and definitely some practice at the end, which could be a speaking activity, conversation, discussion. Or maybe a writing task. Yeah. Write a review, write an email, maybe write a report. Nice. So use the language that you've learnt from the worksheet. And sometimes it's role play. So it's a spoken activity where the students can use it orally. This is only an example. Obviously, worksheets mix and match these tasks and activities all the time. And the teacher might choose to do them in a different order just to make it a bit more fun or maybe skip some of the activities if they're not appropriate for that group. Exactly right, Gav. I have in my time used a worksheet backwards, which was very interesting. I think your students must have been very confused, Em. They were, but it did work. And you got some good feedback, I'm sure. It was very successful, actually. That's nice to hear. Em, what's your second task? Right, we are going into a listening task. We're going to listen to the first part of the recording, which is from Tobin and Kay from Quick and Easy English. Read your task to us, Em, and followers, you need to follow too. We need to listen and decide what Tobin and Kay are talking about. And there are three options. Which of these topics are Kay and Tobin discussing, Em? Is it number one, their teaching and learning methods? Number two, their background and experience? Or number three, how they plan their lessons? M and the followers, I want you to listen carefully and choose the correct answer. Is it one, two or three? Here we go. Hi, my name is Tobin. I am an English teacher from Australia. Uh, I'm also the co-founder of Quick and Easy English, which is a website that makes teaching materials for ESL teachers. Um, I've been teaching for about eight years now. Three of those were teaching children in Vietnam and then I moved to Germany and I really hit my stride when I started teaching adults. I really love teaching adults. Uh, I teach a lot of business people and I like that because it gives me an interesting kind of overview of the business world in general. And I just like teaching English because I find language interesting and every class is a little bit different. Um, I'll introduce my business partner, Kay. Hi, yeah, I'm Kay. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Quick and Easy English. I come from Malta. I'm also half Canadian. I've been teaching English for, I guess, over 10 years now. I really love teaching English. I specialize in business English. It's something I enjoy, learning about different industries, meeting different people. Um, it's amazing what you learn through teaching English. It's uh, something really cool about, about this job. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Now you've finished listening, M. what do you think is the correct answer? Hmm, okay, well, I don't think it was number one. It wasn't their teaching and learning methods. I didn't hear anything about that. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't three because they didn't really talk about their lesson planning. So I think Kay and Tobin were talking about number two, their background and experience. Em, I'm going to jump to the answer key on the back of the page and I can see that number two, their background and experience is the correct answer. Woo! Em, task B, we're going to listen to the recording again, but 
Before we listen again, can you tell me the connections between the pictures and Tobin and Kay from Quick and Easy English? Right, Gav. Well, the first task was very general, so I wasn't paying that much attention, actually. And these pictures don't, at first glance, seem in any way connected. So it's worth remembering your students are not really going to be focused on details with that first task. It really is a general overview. Now we're doing the second task. I've got some idea, but I'm not exactly sure. I think there was something about Australia. I can see that in the first picture. There's a picture of the Sydney Opera House. Maybe it was about the country that they're working in or the country they're from. I'm not sure. Picture B is a bit more difficult. It's a candle with an eight on it. I don't remember anything about birthdays, so I'm not sure if this is something about eight years or something else completely. This is quite hard. Picture C is a very historical-looking city. I think there was something about a place, but I can't remember where it was. Maybe Kay said something about that, but I'll come back to that one. And D. D looks like a group of people around a table or a desk doing some kind of collaborative task. It looks quite a formal business kind of situation. And there was definitely something about business English that I remember that Tobin and Kay were connected to business English. But I'm going to listen again. And I've got an idea, but I'm going to definitely check my ideas as I'm listening. Fantastic. Let's listen again. And then you can tell me what are the connections between these pictures and Tobin and Kay. Here we go. Is it a bit clearer now, Em? Definitely, Gav. All is clear. So picture A was connected to Tobin, who is from Australia. And picture B is also connected to Tobin. He said he's been teaching for eight years. And he also said he taught children. So that actually might be connected because it looks a bit like a birthday for children. So maybe there's that as well. Picture C was about Kay. And now I know it's Malta because Kay is from Malta. It's really beautiful, isn't it? Look yeah. at that city. Look at I that know. picture. I want to go. I want to go. Definitely. Uh, I think Kay also said she's part Canadian. And picture D relates to both Tobin and Kay because Tobin really enjoys teaching business English because it gives him an overview of different industries. And Kay specialises in business English. Um, how did you feel while you were doing that activity? Well, the second time I took a lot more in and I was able to understand a lot more because I'd already heard it once. So it was really nice to speculate before the task and this would definitely be something I'd do with pair work. I'd get my students to discuss together what they think the pictures are about. So it's a really nice speaking exercise, gets them ready for the listening again, and they have a bit more of an idea so they can make notes to check their answers. It's a good chance for them in pairs to just check each other's answers before they feed back to the teacher. Exactly. I think it's okay to go into a bit more of a detailed task after the first listening. Your students have got more of a, a warmed up ear, so they might be able to do a more detailed listening for the second task, which is what we are going on to do now, Gav. That's exactly right, Em. Task two is the comprehension task. We are going to listen and then answer the questions. So this will be a bit more demanding because we're not going to have 
prepared for this. This is quite a challenge, but I think we would play it twice. Do you agree? I would, but it depends a bit on the level of the students. And also, do you get the students to read the questions before you start the recording? Yeah, I would. I would do that. And then I would, before the second listening, see how much they could understand. If they seem a bit unsure, then say, okay, don't worry, we'll listen again. But you you might be surprised how much they actually take in and how much they're able to produce. But it's it's always that thing of not putting the pressure on them, always saying, well, don't worry, if you didn't get everything, we'll listen again. But I always ask after the first recording anyway. Mm-hmm. Just to check if they need to listen to it a second time. Yeah, and as a group, if you've got a group doing it, it's often that some people understand bits and others don't, and it's really nice to get the class working as a team. And then you can listen again and check it, and it's a bit clearer. Mm-hmm. So let's imagine we're two students. Our teacher has asked us to read questions A to H. I'll begin. A, how does Tobin feel about ESL teaching materials? B, how does he describe online materials for adults? C, what did Tobin and Kay decide to do? D, what are the goals of their website and materials? E, what will you find when you land on their website? F, are there any free worksheets on the site? G, what's the goal of Quick and Easy English? H, which worksheet did they make recently? And it's always good, Gav, to check that students understand the questions. Are there any words there that you didn't understand, Em? Um, I'm all good. I'm good. I understand everything, but always check that. And remember that you can ask questions about the questions just to make sure your students understand. Because when you say, is that clear, class? Everybody says, yes. And then you find out later that nobody knows what the word materials means. Yeah, you're right, actually. I would do a few uh, concept checking questions on the questions as well. Just in case. Em, let's listen to part two of the recording and then we'll check our answers. Um, So both me and Kay have had kind of similar journeys uh, professionally. Um, And part of that journey was kind of frustration with ESL teaching materials. So for many years, basically, we found that um, both the websites and the materials for ESL materials uh, can be quite frustrating. A lot of the websites are not exactly well designed and a lot of the materials for adults are kind of either dry or more designed for children. Um, and so eventually we decided that we wanted to do something about it and build our own website with its own library of materials. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have two different goals. The, go- the goal of the website, I would say, is to be as easy to use as possible. And the goal of the materials is to be as engaging as possible. So those are the two kind of big things. Exactly, yeah. I mean, something you'll notice when you come to our website is that it's pretty straightforward. When you land on our website, there's a search bar, there's a filter system, and that's what we wanted. We wanted something easy to use and really straightforward. So choose your lesson, you click on it, you have a brief description, and the download buttons are there. We have a bunch of free material for you to check out our classes and what we make. If you want access to the full library, you um, you need to subscribe. Um, we upload every week. So this is an continuously growing library and something that's really important to 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 myself and Tobin is to be really open and to listen to to your needs so if there's anything on there that that you can't see that you want let us know we're really open to new ideas and creating 
stuff that teachers want online. That's our goal. Yeah. Um, for an example, um, we had a school that we work with who recently said we want a, uh, a worksheet about Valentine's Day. And so we've made a, a worksheet about Valentine's Day and uploaded it. Um, and a lot of the time we find that teachers have the best ideas about worksheets. So if there's anything that you want, feel free to contact us on mm-hmm. social media. And um, we'll, yeah. we'll, if we like the idea, we'll make a worksheet. Yeah. Well, Gav, that was quite demanding. It was fast. I was writing very quickly. I think I got most of it, but I need to check the answers with you. Um, you can check with me because I am your partner in this activity. Let's have a look at our first question. How did Tobin feel about the ESL teaching materials? I got the word frustrated. He felt frustrated with ESL teaching materials. That's exactly what I wrote in my answers. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that feeling. I have been to many websites, downloaded the worksheets, and I've not been very happy with them. Me too. B, how does he describe those online materials for adults? And I've got dry, which I agree. They can be a bit dry, yeah. And what do we mean by dry? Without much fun, very basic and not personalised. Or, as Tobin mentioned, they could be designed for children. And that's no good for your adult class. Mm, So maybe a bit simple and Mm. just with colours and not much content. I agree with that completely. So what did Tobin and Kay decide to do? Yeah, that was easy. They decided to do something about it and built their own online library, which is fantastic, with loads of really, really good materials. Cool. Question D, what are the goals of their website and materials? Gav, what did you write down? For the quick and easy English website to be easy to use and the materials to be engaging. I like that word engaging. That's definitely one I'm looking for in a worksheet. And I like the name of the website is actually what they're aiming to do. It's quick and easy. It says what it does on the tin. Exactly right. What will you find when you land on their website, M? This was a bit hard. There was a lot there. So I got that there's a search bar, so you can actually look for specific lessons. There's a filter, which is fantastic. So you don't just get thousands of results. You can actually really refine what you're looking for. And there's a download button, which is really, really important because I've been to websites where they show you what they offer, but you can't actually get it. Mm, That is frustrating. Are there any free worksheets on the site? Yes, I liked Kay's phrase. There are a bunch, I wrote down, a bunch of free materials. And you can also subscribe. To the full library of materials. Which is growing, I added that word. Excellent. Question G, what's the goal at Quick and Easy English, Gav? The goal is to create materials teachers want. That is a great challenge for them. And they are open to new ideas and they're going to listen to teachers' feedback and create new worksheets with themes that are suggested by teachers. Very exciting. And finally, H, which worksheet did they make recently, M? Another easy one. This was a Valentine's Day worksheet, which I'm very interested to look at. I'm sure you're going to love it when you see it. Nice. Yeah, I enjoyed that. You might need to play it twice if it's quite a fast recording or if there's a lot of information there. There were quite a few questions, so I think I would 
want to hear it again, Mm -hmm. just to check my answers. Maybe think about fewer questions or, as you said, listen to the recording twice and uh, make sure you've got your students working together where possible so they have a chance to collaborate before giving the answers to the group. Yeah, a bit of support. Task three is the speaking point. Kay and Tobin talk about the following points. Now, M, why should teachers consider these topics? Okay, Gav, so we've got four topics in boxes that we need to talk about together. Then we'll listen to part three of the recording and we'll compare what we said with what Tobin and Kay said and check our answers in the key. Great. Point one, Gav, intercultural communication. Why should we consider intercultural communication? That is a really good topic, Em. I am well into intercultural communication between individuals across the world, between people from different backgrounds, from different cultures, from different religions, people who have different habits and routines. To me, I just want to learn what makes them tick. And it's really important because we are now online We're doing business with a global market and we need to be able to communicate with other cultures successfully. It's a global village where hopefully everybody can speak English and we just need to get past some of those barriers and hurdles that we may find if we don't understand somebody's culture. The second topic, Em, creating curricula for courses. Now, why is this an important topic? I think there needs to be a goal in a course. So it's really good to show your students that you've thought about where you're taking your students, where you want them to end up. From point A to point B. And how you're going to get there. So it shows them you've actually planned something, thought about what they need and designed a course that helps them get there. It's tailored to their needs. Yeah, Point three is testing new materials in real classes. Real classes? Yeah, it's not just hypothetical, is it? You can look at something, but you really don't know until you use it if it's going to work. I've spent many hours preparing worksheets, and then when I take them into the classroom, they suddenly fail awfully, and I think, where did I go wrong? But worksheets need to be tested on real students, Em. That's right. So... I definitely think if you have a tried and tested resource bank where you know those worksheets have worked in the past and they've been used many times, you can trust them. Is that why it's called a worksheet? Because it's a sheet that works. (laughs) (laughs) That may be connected. Sorry, Em, please continue. Point four is simple and engaging worksheets for adults. Well, that speaks for itself, I think. Not complicated and boring, Em? No, Gav, no. So you mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. You want something that is logical and self-guiding almost. As a teacher, you're there just to assist. But in fact, the students could probably do the worksheet on their own. I think that's a good point because you might have some self-learners there too. And you might want to give it as homework. So it needs to really speak for itself and be user-friendly. Simple and engaging. Let's have a listen to part three and then we'll compare our answers to Tobin and Kay's. Something that I'm interested in on the side of teaching is intercultural communication. So that's something that hopefully you're going to see come into our worksheets, you know, working with people from lots of different countries. Uh, we also have plans for the, for the future of the website to create 
curriculums for the teachers to use on our website to make lesson planning even easier. That's our goal, to cut lesson planning time for teachers as much as possible. Yeah, and it's also important to note that both me and Kay are active English teachers, so the way we do it is when we make the materials, we test them to make sure that they work with our own classes. Um, mm -hmm. So we're mm -hmm. constantly trying to make them better and more engaging And the way we feel about it is basically um, it's, it's the more engaging these materials are, the better it is. Like not every subject when you're learning a language can be interesting, mm -hmm. but especially if you have adult learners, you need them to be engaged. Um, and so that's essentially we're trying to make it as simple as possible for the teacher and as engaging as possible for the student. Um, and yeah, we're, we're just constantly trying to improve both the website and the worksheet. Itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like we said, we're always happy to receive feedback, to hear about what you want to see. Right, Em, how did our answers compare to Tobin and Kay's? I think point one was what we said. Intercultural communication means you will be in contact with people from other cultures. You need to be aware of that and able to communicate with them. That's really important to have that in your worksheet so they reflect real life, real intercultural communication. Point two I didn't think about actually, we said a lot of things, but creating curricula for courses really helps to cut time for planning and make it easier. So that makes sense. You've got your plan. You don't have to spend time thinking about what to do. It's already there. Maybe you're a new teacher, so you don't have a lot of experience of course planning. Yeah, and it's already written for you. The third point was testing new materials in real classes I noted that Tobin and Kay use their materials in their own classes and this helps them see if the materials really work well with their students. Yeah, I got that too because they're English teachers. So what better way to test the worksheets than use them themselves and then improve them if necessary? That is the case. And finally, simple and engaging worksheets for adults. Yeah, I think the key word there was adults because it is challenging to engage adults. So if you can find a resource that does that, it's worth hanging on to. I heard the materials are easy to use and interesting, and this could benefit the teacher and the learners and make the lessons more fun. Good. What's left on our worksheet, Gav? The final task is number four, collaboration. It says, on your own, spend the next five minutes making a list of lesson topics you would like quick and easy English to make and why. Right. This is an excellent task to finish the lesson because it's a free practice. The students are producing their own content for this. And then it's a conversation that will hopefully create a lot of interesting points. Yeah. And then maybe the students will be inspired by some of the previous activities and the topics that we covered. For example, I would love to do an activity all about intercultural communication. Think about people from different countries different cultures maybe they communicate differently maybe they compose their emails or make telephone calls in a different way so let's discuss that topic using a worksheet why not gav nice i'm thinking of collaboration as a topic because that came up earlier as well and i'd like a worksheet about how to collaborate well in a business situation that is stressful Maybe. That would be quite interesting. Collaborating under stress, M sounds like a fascinating worksheet, and I would love to do that one. Also, 
As we discussed, engaging and simple. Maybe you just want to do a worksheet on how to bake a cake. <laughs> I would really enjoy that. Yeah. So the stages, the method, ingredients, all of that. That sounds good. Some of the key vocabulary and terms. Definitely. And actually, I'm inspired by picture B, which was the birthday candle. I'd like a worksheet about birthdays. I've never seen one. Well, that's great feedback for Tobin and Kay. Maybe they could think about making a worksheet on birthdays for us. Finally, here's Kay and Tobin to tell us where you can find quick and easy English. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on LinkedIn. So feel free to follow us. Feel free to get in touch with us uh, via our website or via our social media. Our website is www.quickandeasyenglish.com. It's all hyphenated. Yeah. Um, you can also find us by Googling Quick and Easy English. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. can. And we've been doing this for about uh, three years now. And yeah, as we said, our library is constantly updating and evolving. And we, we look forward to hearing any feedback. Yeah, that's all from us. We look forward to hearing from you. Gav. M. It's that time. Is it time for Learn, learn a, a word. word? Yes, it is. It's time for Learn a Word. Which is when we explore a word from the English language together and hopefully teach our followers something new. That's right. Today's word is format. Format. Stress on the first syllable. Format. Format. I thought I'd choose that word because it reminds me of today's episode, which is all about resources, worksheets. We might be thinking about layouts, about the presentations of our worksheets. So format is a noun. Yes, it is. And it refers to the way that something is arranged or set out. Yes, Gav, like a worksheet, for example. Consider where you want to place the activities. What's the logical order? And if you're going to have pictures, where should they go? Where's the best place for everything? Maybe pictures to the side so they're not too distracting or put them in the centre if it's the focus of the lesson. Think about where your sentences are going. Do you want questions? Do you want long paragraphs? All of these things need to be considered and we call them the format. And it can also relate to the shape, size and presentation of the document. For example, our worksheets may be a PDF or printed on paper. Maybe it's from a book. And books typically come in either paperback format or hardback format. Yeah, you reminded me of the printer as well, like the A4, A3 format. That's right. We could have landscape, we could have portrait. Good. Also the medium in which our sound recording is made available. We could be thinking about the audio that complements our worksheets. Could be an MP3, could be Wave, could be FLAC. But make sure it's compatible with whatever device you're using or whatever program you're using. So that's another really good situation to use format with. So those are all the nouns, Gav. But format is also a verb. To format. To arrange, to put into a specific layout or structure. That's right. So it's used especially in computing, but also in design. And you might be asked to format a new flash drive or USB stick, if you put that into your computer, it will ask you to format it, which means to prepare it for receiving data. And you may need to reformat at some point if it starts to get a little bit temperamental. Some synonyms for format might be arrangement, configuration, formation, layout, set out or set up. 
There are some nouns and verbs there, Gav. So I would just point out the last three could be also verbs to lay out the information, to set out the page and to set up the device. I'll keep all of these in mind when I'm using these words. Thanks, Em. That was another great learner word and a wonderful chat. I'm off to download a worksheet for my next lesson. I hope it works out for you, Gav. Thanks, Em. Thanks, Em.